Kicking things off, as I mentioned, the uh, new chair of the United Soybean Board, Megan Kaiser, and she is from Missouri. Megan, great to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Jesse. I appreciate the time, and I know you guys very busy here during this week in Nashville. Uh, general session going on today. You guys have a lot of meetings, really looking at kind of the vision, I know, of the United Soybean Board here for the next uh, couple of years ahead. Just walk us through some of the things you guys are working on here during the meeting this week in Nashville just to start. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, we have a 77-member board of directors. Wow. That's 77 farmer leaders from all over the country representing uh, 515,000 soybean farmers in the United States. So, yeah, we, we have a long meeting, really. Uh, we started with committee meetings on Tuesday. Yesterday, we got market intelligence reports from our staff, um, kind of insights, updates on where some of our, our big launch initiatives of this strategic plan are. And then we spent the afternoon discussing in our, in our uh, we call them work groups, but basically our committees. And those committees are focused on innovation and technology, um, uh, health and nutrition, and also infrastructure and connectivity are our three main priority areas. And then we kind of break out and focus on supply and demand. And so when we're talking about supply, we're thinking about things on farm, uh, tools that we need. So in health and nutrition, an example would be looking at soil and plant health and nutrition. And then on the demand side, we're looking at animal and human health and nutrition. So then today we're in our general session uh, where we're getting reports from all of our committees coming in and making sure the entire board 77 members. I can't say it enough. It's so many people. Uh, but it really makes, you know, some, some folks say, why, why have so many? We're a big country with yes. a very diverse agriculture um, throughout, you know, even in my own state, we have a lot of agricultural diversity. And so when you spread that out, we have so many different perspectives, opportunities and challenges that having that many voices come together and discuss and ideas for the future of the soy industry um, and, and then share it and make sure we're all on the same page. Well, and perspectives and ideas, and you mentioned it. I mean, you know, a soybean grower in, say, Maryland or, you know, somewhere else might be different than a soybean grower in Missouri. So those different perspectives, as you look at the various challenges, various opportunities when it comes to high-quality soybeans grown here in the U.S., I, I think it's, it's very important to have all those perspectives together in the same room to talk about it here this week. Absolutely. I We had a farmer from Colorado stand up and say, you know, I don't have any pest or, uh, you know, fungus problems because mm -hmm. I don't have humidity. And I thought uh, the farmer from Mississippi was going to fall out of his chair. <laughs> you know, it's completely opposite. And yet here we are together uh, coming up with, with good ideas. Well, I'm sure a lot of discussions and conversation as well, just about where things are going in regards to the soybean industry. I know we've heard a lot of talk about things like renewable diesel and the expanded crush, et cetera. I'm sure topics like that and other topics surrounding, you know, pest pressures and more are all things that you guys are probably hearing maybe in some of the side conversations as well here during uh, the February meeting. The hallway talk is always a, an important part of our in-person meetings. The, um, you know, our mission and our vision is um, partnering uh, for sustainable soy solutions for every life, every day. And so when we think about that, it's not just in my life as a farmer, it's in my life as a consumer, in my life as a mom, um, in my life as, as a community member. And so when I think of it in those terms, it's not only the research of, you know, unbiased information 
utilization of tools for farmers to be able to say, you know, do these biologicals work? Let's compare. Mm -hmm. Um, These are new technologies and it's a little bit confusing. Help us sort through those things. When I think about it from a a consumer standpoint, um, we're thinking about, you know, the soy and the asphalt, the the tires on my car, um, even in the soles of our running shoes with Skechers using Goodyear uh, <laughs> rubber on, it, it's incredible because we're we're really supplying a green alternative, and also uh, it's, it's having a, a positive impact for our rural communities. You mentioned a few things there that I'm sure you are very excited about working on. As you think about your vision as chair for the United Soybean Board here this year and beyond, what are some of the things that you are really focused on that you want to help you know, work with folks here in USB to kind of push forward as an agenda? Well, my number one focus as chair is to make sure that everybody on the board has the opportunity to make sure that their voice is heard and that their perspective is brought to the table because they represent a whole plethora of people mm-hmm. at home too. Um, so that's that's how I see my role is just to make sure everybody else can fly. But as we look at what's what's the vision of the United Soybean Board, it, it again comes back to every life every day and thinking about the opportunities that oil is, you know, biodiesel was actually a checkoff investment um, 30 years ago. And it really framed us up for this moment today where we have aviation fuel, um, sustainable aviation fuel. We have uh, renewable diesel. These could be huge opportunities. And it was because of a somewhat high risk innovation investment from the checkoff um, years and years ago. We look at high oleic and mm-hmm. how that's um, a, a transformative investment from, from the checkoff. And then as we kind of look further down the road, what's that next big idea? Five years ago, we were sitting in a work group and they were talking about how straws uh, were really polluting the oceans. And you started to see more paper straws pop up everywhere. Um, I don't know if you have kids. I have a two-year-old and I gave her a smoothie with a paper straw (laughs) and it went bad really quickly. (laughs) And it made me think, um, wow, how great would it be if we had a biodegradable straw? So not that this was all my idea or anything, but the work group said, hey, let's see if we can utilize plastics to have biodegradable plastics that hold up long enough so that they don't melt in your drink, uh, but that they don't become a pollution at the you know end mm-hmm. of their use. And so here we are five years later, we now have a soy straw. And so now we're looking at the next steps. How do we get the straws into the hands of, of the consumer? That's really amazing. Just uh, real quick before we wrap up all the investments that you guys do and a lot of those decisions made here during meetings like this, how to spend those checkoff dollars, isn't it? It is. And we have to evaluate. Um, We are able to act and and leverage so much more when we work collectively through the checkoff than I ever could as an individual farmer. And so we're we're grateful um, for this opportunity. Definitely. With that, the chair of the United Soybean Board, Megan Kaiser, thanks so much for joining us here today. We appreciate it. Thank you.